The content of the Tandem Radio program and website is intended for general information purposes only. It's not designed to provide listeners with specific and personal financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or other advice. The views expressed by show hosts, their guests, and callers are their own and should not be construed in any way as opinions of Tandem Radio or the Bridge FM Network. We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLakian, your host here every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours, says Psalms 128.2. Welcome to the Good News on Business, here to talk about God's perspective on business and how uh, the Bible and its word will help you and guide you, not only in your personal life, but in your everyday life at work as well. A fresh view of business is what our topic is today, and we have freeholder uh, John Curley in with us in the studio this morning, and we're going to be talking to him about a bunch of topics that if you're a business owner uh, or someone who has a keen eye for business, you're going to want to hear what we have to say today and what he has to say today, uh, because he's got a lot of great ideas, and it's exciting to talk about what's going on in government today relative to small business. So the the, uh, the uh, title of the show today is A Fresh View on Business. And if you caught my um, uh, my column last month, it was all about, actually July this month, my column this month, was all about what the state is doing for small business, a little bit different than it was doing a couple years ago. And we're going to talk about some of that as well. But again, I'd like to welcome everyone, not only our local and regional audience, but our national and international audience. We got some emails from England uh, recently, which I was excited to hear. And uh, so many of you listening out there, not only, of course, on the Bridge FM radio stations, but on the internet at tandemradio.com, which is a powerful resource and a way to listen to the show live, see archive shows and other guests that were on and so forth. But tandemradio.com, and of course, there's the Bridge app on the iPhone and on the Droid as well, where you can tune in and listen to there as well. So our goals are to point you uh, to God's Word and to help you in your business in that area. And, this, and the scriptures that were put on my heart this week are threefold and uh, they tie right in nicely to our guest today, who I'll introduce in just a minute. John Curley is not only um, a Monmouth County freeholder, uh, but he's also a trustee at Christian Brothers Academy, also involved in the car business, uh, which we're going to talk about. So he's been involved in owning businesses and so forth. So he's a dynamic guy, and you're going to love him. We'll introduce him in a minute. Let's start with the scripture today, Romans 13, 6, 7. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. 
Don't turn off the radio because you just heard taxes first here, all right? We're going to get around to that in a minute. First Timothy 2, 1, 2. These are right out of God's Word. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Isn't that the goal? should be the goal of government for us to live peaceful and quiet lives. Titus 3, 1 to 2. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. And uh, that's God's word, and we're going to capitalize on that during the show for sure, and so much more that will flow. But let me uh, take some time right now and introduce our guest. I'm excited to have John with us today because I've heard John speak. I've seen some of what he's doing out there. Uh, It's amazing stuff. I'm I'm curious about his uh, transition from business into politics, and uh, uh, but so much more to talk about. And again, our topic for today is a fresh view of business, and we have uh, Monmouth County Freeholder John Curley with us. John, good morning and welcome. Good morning. A pleasure to be with you and uh, all of the staff here at the bridge. Uh, you've been very gracious to me. And hello to all of our listeners today. Thank you, John. John, real quick, why don't you give us a little bit of background? Obviously, you've been in business for many years and you eventually transitioned to where you are today. But give our listeners a little bit of background on you. Well, I grew up in the uh, Jersey Shore area, actually in Shrewsbury Borough, a small little uh, town in eastern Monmouth County. Uh, I was educated in local school systems, uh, graduated from Christian Brothers Academy, which is in Lanecroft, Middletown Township, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Edison State College, and uh, have been in business ever since. Well, CBA is a very well-known school around in this area, too, and I understand you're a trustee there as well still. Yes, I do serve on the Board of Trustees of the Alumni Association. We do many uh, wonderful things for the school. Uh, not me, per se, but uh, <laughs> just an entire group of very, very dedicated uh, students and former students uh, who work really hard to raise money. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about Christian Brothers Academy for sure. But again, John, welcome today. We have so many things we could talk about. I'm sure we're not going to cover them all. Uh, but I wanted to get into some nitty gritty. We'll start out with you as we normally do with our guests. How did you transition? I mean, you, you obviously were in the Ford business. Um, I mean, the car business, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim Curley, um, uh, GMC and Buick and uh, Kia, right? And right. Uh, your brother owns that dealership and you were working there with him and then all of a sudden you got the bug but let's start with the the car business how'd you get into the car business well the car business was uh, an opportunity it's something my brother had been involved in Uh, i actually had had uh, some health difficulties going way back uh, from insulin dependent diabetes i was actually blind and almost lost both feet wow and uh, it was very very difficult to find a job at that juncture in my life that's going back uh, a number of years ago obviously and uh, my brother afforded me the opportunity mm. uh, to get into the car business, and it was a successful match. Oh, that's great. So you were in cars for a long time. You're involved in the business aspect, running it, I think, with the financial side? Yes, I'm involved in the corporate side. Okay, on the corporate side. And then all of a sudden, uh, you got this bug for politics. Uh, how did that come around? Well, I, in, uh, in living in the borough of Red Bank, okay. uh, I got a bug to get involved with the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize it was going to be a bug for politics. <laughs> uh, I uh, preach cutting budgets and uh, uh, lessening spending and smaller government and realized that my message caught fire. So then I extended myself. After losing uh, a couple of elections, I extended mm-hmm. myself to the Board of Freeholders. Okay. So you were first on the town council, was it? At, in I was on the town council. I actually ran at that time against Jennifer Beck. Mm, no no and, kidding. Uh, yeah, I ran Senator Beck, right. Senator Beck, a very dear friend, a okay. very fine legislator. 
Uh, I ran for mayor in Red Bank in 06 and uh, lost by about 100 votes. Okay. Very, very close election. Then I ran uh, two years later for Monmouth County Board of Freeholders, and out of 275,000 votes, I lost by 323. Oh, wow. So every vote does count. Yep. And, of course, uh, two years ago, I was able to sweep in with the Christie landslide mm. by almost 40,000 votes. Oh, wow. Amazing. Now, obviously, in Red Bank, you did more than just town council. You also did the zoning board and uh, of adjustments and the planning board and so forth. Uh, did that help you to get a better feel for what was going on? I mean, what was your motivation to, to get involved in those types of organizations? Well, it's interesting because when you're in business, uh, you know, customer service is first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought that customer service attitude to the public in returning every phone call and email that came in and still comes in. Um I think that uh, it, it certainly gave me a background and a feel, uh, not only for the aspects of government, but the players that are out there. Mm. You know, the microcosm of players, it is remarkable in the uh, political world. Right. So uh, certainly it, uh, it gave me uh, some legal training also. Right. We- well, that you know, it's interesting because obviously you you planted some seeds and started going through all these things, and obviously you've reached freeholder, and who knows where you'll go from here. But I, one of the things I want to get across to the audience at this juncture, real quick, is and, and what I liked about what you had said when I first heard you speak, you talked about business owners getting involved in politics and and uh, getting involved in, and making a difference, and it's so important. Now, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, you have a political guest on, what's that going to have to do with business? But I'll tell you, if you don't realize that government has an impact on your business, you need to really wake up. There's a, there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of changes happening, which we're going to talk about today. And if you're a business owner or thinking about business, being a business owner, you need to realize that. Uh, uh, what the government does does matter in your business uh, to a certain degree. I'm, it's not the end all and cure all. I'm a firm believer that uh, no matter what everybody else is doing, you need to be doing what you need to be doing and focused on God and, and what He would have you do. But there's so much that uh, can happen in government that could sway our economy, sway our businesses. And I, I um, kudos to you, John, for getting involved uh, as a business owner. And I know. Myself as a business owner, you say you see all kinds of things flying around, all kinds of things happening, and you say to yourself, how could I get involved and still run my business? So let's just before the break, John, because we're coming up on a break, let's just speak real quick. How did you make that transition? I mean, you know, at some point there had to be a switch in your mind where you said, you know, okay, I'm going to do it. And you knew there was a commitment involved. I mean, we talked about it before. You put in 60 hours a week as a freeholder. How did you make that click in or flick that switch in your mind? Well, it's anything you make a commitment to. Obviously, you have the faith in yourself and uh, the faith in God and stepping forward mm-hmm. and uh, taking those necessary steps. Uh, it is a tremendous learning curve in whatever you get in, and I think that's something that people fear. Uh, a learning curve should not be feared. It's something uh, of a challenge, and we all need challenges, mm-hmm. and therefore we succeed. But, you know, you're absolutely right, Glenn, when you look at payroll and uh, property taxes and income taxes, the government has its hand in our pocket mm, that's right. so that business people, all people need to get involved. Now, you know, obviously we all have a responsibility to pay taxes, as God makes very clear in the Word, and I didn't mean to start the show with that, but, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, we got to realize that we do have to pay taxes, but on the other hand, we do have to realize that those have to be controlled, and and we can't go crazy like we've been going crazy, because it's going to lead to a dead end. It's funny you mentioned about the government having their hand in your pocket. I'll give you a blatant example, and I'm sure other business owners are going to know exactly what I'm, going to talk, what I'm talking about once I mention it. Two weeks ago, I got a letter in the mail saying that pony up some more money for payroll uh, for um, unemployment 
taxes because they extended unemployment, right? And we hear about all these, uh, well, they extended unemployment. And the average person goes, oh, great, the government came up with more money and they extended unemployment. Well, you know, it's funny. Here I am, a small business owner, and I got a bill for that two weeks ago. You know, just out of nowhere. By the way, you owe us some more money because we extended unemployment benefits and you got to write a check. So, you know, the government does have their hand in your pocket. and uh, But there are things you can do about it, right, John, which we're going to talk about today? There certainly is. You know, it's interesting. I always felt that anybody that worked for the government should have at least uh, five years experience coming into the government from the private sector. Mm. So they know uh, debits and credits and uh, dollars and cents and uh, expenditures and where it's derived from. But we'll right. get into that, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that that is such a good point. Uh, it's amazing how many people run for, uh, pol- get involved in government and they have no background or experience in business. And government needs to run more like a business, in my opinion. Well, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host here every Saturday. We're excited to be here with freeholder John Curley. we got so much to talk about today. Uh, again, www.tandemradio.com. Check it out. It's a powerful resource. Some good stuff there, including archived shows. I know many of you, uh, we get emails and, and Facebook um, uh, shouts out uh, about some of the previous shows, and then many of you can't make it on a Saturday morning to listen, but you tune in during the week, and that's so great to have you. We have so much to talk about today. The topic, a fresh view of business, because I really believe, especially in this state, but government in general is starting to take a fresh view of small to medium-sized businesses, starting to realize that it's the business businesses in this country and the business owners that have been the backbone of this nation for so long, since its inception. And uh, they're finally, I think, starting to wake up a little bit to that, and hopefully we'll move them in that direction and continue to wake up and realize that uh, the business owner needs the government's support to a certain degree and that uh, they will help each other if they work together. We'll talk to you in a few minutes right after this break. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Never walk away from your home and don't let the bank take your house. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. NJ.com. See, SAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. See SAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, see SAVSystems.com can help you enhance your business. 
To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian, here every Saturday morning. The good news on business is what we're all about. And today's topic, a fresh view of business. And we have uh, freeholder John Curley, who's been in business all his life and uh, moved into uh, the political realm and uh, is a Monmouth County freeholder and also trustee at Christian Brothers Academy and still involved in business and his uh, car dealership business. And um, we're here talking about a fresh view on business and what government is seeing now and, and how they're possibly helping us more as small to mid-sized business owners. And hopefully you're tuned in on that today because John has a lot to say on that. John, let's just back up for one second. You know, every state is different and we have listeners from across the country here. You know, some states have counties, some states have parishes, uh, some states have different areas. So let's, let's just describe real quick, what does a freeholder actually do? A freeholder was in the original constitution of the state of New Jersey described as a uh, male who own property free of a lien, mm. therefore the term freeholder. Okay. And then the elected board of chosen freeholders were those uh, people, who uh, those males who had that designation, but were elected uh, by the county. Hmm. And the original charter was they were elected piecemeal, section by section, in quadrants of the county. And uh, today we're elected at large. I represent uh, 665,000 residents in 53 municipalities. Okay. It's a uh, magnanimous job, and uh, I enjoy it immensely. And uh, as far as the freeholders' overall responsibility, uh, you know, you answer these 600 and some odd thousand uh, constituents. What is it that you actually have responsibility over as a freeholder? Not you individually, which we'll get to that in a second, but as a freeholder, what does the board have responsibility over? The, the, the freeholder board uh, has actually a great deal of responsibility uh, dealing with a half a billion dollar budget. Uh, we deal with a community college, a sheriff's department, a surrogate's office, a clerk's office, a 1,000-lane-mile uh, uh, highway system wow. uh, throughout the entire county. We deal with a large social service system. Um, we have so many aspects of uh, – we have uh, a, a most wonderful library system uh, that uh, touts uh, a main branch and then uh, uh, 12 satellite branches. Uh, it goes on and on in magnitude. Again, it's what consists of that $500 million budget. Hmm. You know, it's funny because you mentioned county college and you mentioned library, not two things I typically equate to uh, county government, you know. And uh, you always you always wonder, you see these services, you wonder who's paying for these things, you know, and, and now that makes sense. So you have this huge highway system. You have all these infrastructure uh, services and so forth that you have to deal with. So, John, what do you specifically focus on for the freeholder board? My responsibilities are public works and engineering. That includes that uh, 1,000 miles of uh, <laughs> lane miles. Uh, it also is the bridges in the county uh, public buildings. Okay. Uh, and uh, the engineering department, uh, we deal with road problems all day. Right. And all night, quite frankly. I know <laughs> we had that big uh, snowstorm uh, the day after Christmas. Right. Uh, I was awake all night uh, being monitored by our personnel. So you're out there, everything from snow removal to probably trees in the road and uh, any kind of 
I guess, construction that goes on, I guess. Dead deer, you name it. (laughs) Dead deer and everything, right? So, all right, so that's what you're responsible for specifically. And, you know, I've heard you speak, and we've talked about government and uh, how government is run, and obviously there's been some changes recently in this state and other states across the country, and it seems like the people are really stepping up and starting to realize that government has to be run in a different way, a more efficient way, a better way. You mentioned, John, before that it would be a good idea for people who run for government that they have five years experience or whatever amount of years of experience in business so that they can really understand because many times people come in and they want all these services, but the last question they ask is how to pay for it when that should be the first question in many cases. So tell us a little about your perspective on um, government in general. Let's start with county government and how that could be run more like a business. Well, any government on any level, federal, state, county, local, uh, has spent far too much money over the years. Uh, Times were good, and politicians were good to people. They were willing to hand out to any interest group. Mm -hmm. That no longer can be a way of life. Uh, We are literally broke. And right here in New Jersey, as Governor Christie's working so hard with the state pension system, because the state pension system is literally and figuratively bankrupt. Mm. Uh, Government must shrink. Government's in far too many businesses. Right here in Monmouth County, we have a health care, two health care nursing homes. And uh, we are losing money day in and day out. That was uh, when money was uh, plentiful Mm. that the county went into that business. Um, We've been trying to cut back. I have called for, uh, just as I've done in my own business, outsourcing, utilizing uh, the private sector to fill those voids. Utilizing part-time employees also is a necessity. I found that uh, to work not only in the private sector, but the public sector. And, of course, the big battle we have are the unions. Mm. And uh, a lot of the union leaders just don't seem to get the uh, economic equation that it is the a public sector, uh, or the I'm sorry, the private sector that feeds the public sector. Mm. It's the small businesses that are the crux that are supplying the cash flow to government. Mm. All right, and so we are obviously we're paying the bill, and and if our businesses are struggling, there's no more money to pay. So uh, right. there's less and less to work with. I'm curious. You mentioned nursing homes. What prompts government to get involved in, in a project like that? Uh, That's a real good question. It it goes way back uh, decades. And, uh, uh, you know, oftentimes somebody sees something available when cash was plentiful Mm. coming in and uh, politicians weren't afraid to tax more because there was more revenue coming in, more people working and more viable businesses. And this is uh, obviously uh, the reason we need to cut back because there are no longer the viable businesses out there. Mm. Uh, Entrepreneurialism, particularly here in New Jersey, is shrinking because of the elevated payroll, property, and income taxes. Right. Uh, who wants to start a business uh, when you have uh, so much red tape to pull through? Mm. And and so many so much wealth has actually left the state because of that, right? Very much so. There's been a tremendous exodus from the state. Uh, that corridor has gone uh, as far as uh, on the East Coast, Florida. Many people have moved to the Carolinas, but uh, and many people even to Delaware. Mm. And and primarily because of you think because of tax and 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 government regulation and so forth. The cost of living in in New Jersey in the Northeast is uh, abominable. It's mm. it's just it's completely out of hand, and it's something that government has literally had its hand in in creating. 
relative to that, how do you see government more helping businesses more? I mean, there's some programs that are starting to pop up. As I mentioned, I wrote a uh, an article last month in my business column, month of July, about uh, the economic development um, uh office of, of the county here and uh, what they're doing and some programs. Can we, and take your time with this, can we take uh, a couple of minutes and talk about some of those things? What do you think, first off, off the top of your head, some of the things that government can do for business that they're not doing or haven't been doing in the past? Well, I think, first of all, uh, communication between government and business is uh, omnipotent. Uh, many people don't know how to navigate the governmental system. When they're going for uh, permits, they have questions regarding any aspect of operating their business. There's so many mandates that are sent uh, down from uh, Trenton or any state capital uh, to the local governments. So that any way that that communication can be uh, opened is is tremendous. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think identifying businesses and the needs is what our economic development uh, office has been doing. you know what uh, what our demographic of population is calling for right and uh, and the necessity to develop uh, those businesses pulling businesses for perhaps from uh, other uh, other venues mm-hmm. that could be from other states could be in essence from other countries uh, we have right now in Monmouth County uh, Fort Monmouth which is being closed uh, in in a couple of weeks right and uh, a, a large facility there that is uh, right now laying fallow. Mm. Uh, and that had uh, a lot of uh, private contractors that have left the state and a lot of jobs lost also. Mm. That's affected the entire region, particularly Monmouth County. Mm. Uh, what we need to do in economic development is bring businesses in uh, and, quite frankly, academia uh, to help uh, restructure those areas because – the areas of the fort will be divvied up uh, amongst the uh, the surrounding towns and communities, and we don't want to throw additional burdens on those local municipalities. Okay. So uh, I didn't realize that. Now, the interesting thing about Monmouth, Fort Monmouth, obviously it's a local issue per se, regional issue actually, but there are there's fort closings all around the country, and there's a lot of states that are impacted by this type of thing. So, so that's a unique situation, and, and you mentioned communication, but um, let's talk more about communication real quick. How do you feel that government can get this word out better to people? I mean, is it by having just less mandates, that way the red tape is easier to get through? Or is it by uh, opening up lines of communication somehow like the economic development uh, It's a combination of both. Um, As I stated before, there are far too many regulations that uh, one, as a business owner, uh, has uh, has to achieve. Mm-hmm. Before you can get the CO to open your door, right? Um, it's it's a, a red tape mandate that feeds the legal system, mm-hmm. and uh, let's face it, there are so many lawyers that are involved in the legislation in each and every state in the federal government. And I always love the words of uh, of Senator Barry Goldwater, and he said, "Government is big business, and we need more business people to run government." Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many people that do not understand the equation. So many people where money is derived from and how it should be distributed. And the responsibilities of government, there are statutory responsibilities that uh, are are really above and beyond. You look at the problems with the DEP, the EPA, uh, and the mandates that are put down that are literally restricting businesses from functioning. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned both of those because I have a quick story about that. We'll talk about in the next segment. Uh, but again, I, I want to get uh, across to, to business owners today that 
government does have an impact on your business. And if you don't realize it, you need to get some time and realize, take some time and realize it and start to work on uh, some solutions. Uh, and uh, whether it's getting behind candidates that you believe in supporting them or getting out there yourself and actually getting involved. And uh, that's why um, uh, we have John in today to talk about those things. And we have a lot more to talk about in the uh, next segment. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. And uh, there's so much more that we have to cover in the next segment. And uh, you're going to want to listen closely especially if you're a business owner. Tandem Radio Live is here every week, and uh, we have different guests uh, with the bent on business and uh, the good news on business, pointing you to God's Word and how that can interact with your business every day. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. For more information, go to our FCA link at Tandem radio.com Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. See, SAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, csavsystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. 
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. You're listening to The Bridge FM and uh, the show Tandem Radio is here every Saturday. Just excited to have you listening in on the good news on business. Our scriptures for today, Romans 13, 6, 7. This is also why you pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. In 1 Timothy 2, 1, 2. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. I want to encourage you. You know, Timothy, obviously the letters from Paul to Timothy were were letters to encourage Timothy. And I want to make clear here, especially in this scripture, that we need to be praying for our public officials. We need to be backing them in support with God's word and and prayer. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we just throw uh, uh, negative comments or, or have things to say about what's going on out there. We need to get on our knees and pray because God makes it very clear that a nation who prays will heal their land. And um, uh, it's amazing how sometimes as Christians we can be the first ones to jump up on our soapbox and condemn. But how many times are we getting on our knees and asking not only for our own forgiveness but for help and health and strength for those who are in leadership that they would guide us in a way that God would have us guide them. Uh, God would have them guide us and. Uh, that uh, his will would be done. So if you're not thinking in that vein, you need to be today for sure and start to consider that you can have an impact on uh, your local government uh, by praying as well. So keep that in mind. Now we're here today with John Corley, and he's got some great insights on uh, business and on government and how they interact together. And that was the goal of today. And I want to give you a quick example because John mentioned DEP and EPA and communications. And it's amazing. I have a friend right now that's opening a new facility, spent millions of dollars to get a business off the ground. And what are we all talking? What's the biggest topic today that people need in the economy is more jobs, right? And we have more and more people out there looking for work, hope, uh, hoping and praying they find something good. And here's a guy who goes out and invests money and gets a business go ready to go that could employ 100 people. And he's waiting for the communication between the DEP and the EPA to get their act together so that way he can get the place open. And it's amazing how this business is sitting there for uh, ooh, well, probably a couple of months now. It could have been open a couple of months ago. And because of this lack of communication, communication between government, they can't employ all these people. And uh, what a holdup. So think about that. There's so much of that going on. And John, let's talk about that for a second, this communications issue you mentioned in government. Obviously, there's this big stopgap between business and government as far as communications go. And I know a government has to understand that it's all about encouraging the business owner or else the business owner is not going to go and take the risk to open a, a business. And here's a perfect example of a guy I know right here locally that you know spends millions of dollars to get his business going and then he's got caught in this red tape communication issue. So let, let's talk about that for a second, John. Well, unfortunately, uh, the government does not understand that. The, the bureaucrats in government uh, don't realize, uh, again, where uh, – where their paycheck is derived from. Mm. Uh, you know, there is there are so many uh, red tape issues out there. Uh, we look in New Jersey at uh, wastewater uh, that the DEP mandates, uh, very strict uh, uh, mandates. We look at uh, stormwater management, stormwater mm. runoff. Um, you know, the the municipalities are are held, they're really handcuffed. Because here they get a rateable into the community, right? And uh, they may have a hundred jobs in a particular business, and and they're held up because they can't get the proper connection. 
uh, it's important to have representatives in government, all levels of government, where they can communicate back and forth and have an easier communication. Mm. This territorial aspect exists, and uh, it, it has to stop. And it's something that uh, I and my office work very hard to overcome. We handle, I, I tell people, any questions you have, no matter what level, we'll find you the answer and we'll give you that guidance. Now, do you see any of that changing, John? I mean, do you see the people, uh, for lack of a better term, wisening up or smartening up to these issues and saying, hey, look, things are stalled. If we don't get some of this stuff out of the way, it's never going to get back on track? I, I've seen by developing personal relationships with individuals, for instance, in state government, that uh, we have been able to move some things faster than we normally would. Mm. Uh, again, the bureaucracy dictates. Uh, you, we have to be uh, persistent and, uh, and determined because they alone are omnipotent, as Calvin Coolidge uh, had mm. stated. Um, but it still is very, very, very difficult um, finding the right person to go to because of the, uh, the myriad and layers. Um, I, I have told my staff the necessity to develop these relationships with individuals and state government and the municipalities. So uh, we do communicate a great deal. Mm. Uh, and and that, that has shown a great deal of difference. You know, the unfunded mandates that have come down from state government uh, have been overwhelming. For instance, as I mentioned, with wastewater. Mm. Uh, uh, we in the county are building, uh, on a county level, uh, uh, they're in essence car washes or truck washes mm. because you can no longer pull a truck into a public works yard and hose it down no. and have that runoff. It now has to be all recycled water. Wow. Now we offer, we will be offering this, we'll have our first one completed in January, but we will be offering uh, this to the private sector because the private sector is not going to be able to afford it and the public uh, the public sector uh, is not going to be able to afford it either. Each municipality, if they were forced to uh, build something like this, it would cost a minimum of half a million dollars. Wow. And that's just a cost prohibitive. Per municipality. Per municipality, wow. right. Yeah. So that's why a regionalized approach is extremely important. Mm. And again, that's a wonderful shared service right. that government can, can provide to both the private and public sector. And I guess that's the, that's the real key is is finding these balance of shared services that government should be involved in as opposed to things they shouldn't be involved in, like maybe a nursing home or something like that. Well, you know, Glenn, it's amazing if you look at the statutory requirements of of most government uh, entities, mm -hmm. whether it be an agency or whether it be a uh, a board or a council or a legislature and. It's remarkable the number of things that are not mandated by statute that politicians just picked up because they wanted to give payoffs to specific interest groups Wow! that, that uh, obviously cede uh, their reelection. Mm. You know, I, it, it's funny because, and, and I want to get into this right now because we could do a whole show on this, but, you know, years ago when, when things first started, I mean, many hundreds of years ago, these many of these social services that we provide through government were really provided through the church. And uh, the Bible is mandated to take care of the poor and to take care of people. Uh, and obviously the first church uh, when Christ uh, uh, came about was all about people working together and people uh, you know, sharing in their wealth and sharing in their needs. And, and no one had a need, obviously, it says in Scripture at the time. And the first church really took off on the right ground. And, and, at, at, and for many hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years, the church was 
was mandated with taking care of many of these social practices. And for whatever reason, and, and we're not going to get into this here, John, but for whatever reason, the church gave up those uh, those services to the government. The government took them over, and they're not doing so good with them. So uh, maybe it's time the churches to rethink that and start to look at maybe we need to take back some of these things. And many churches are with um, food banks and with other services that they're providing to help the community and help people because government just can't do it all, and uh, they should have never been doing it all. I don't think it's mandated at all in Scripture uh, that they should be. And uh, we need to get, I think, government back to where it belongs, mainstreamed and and, uh, lean and mean, doing the things that we can't do, that we need these shared services. So one more question on that truck issue, because there might be truck owner listeners here. So I guess uh, they may know about it already. So I guess now you're saying that all these trucks are literally can't pull in their back of their shops like they used to and wash them down. They have to go to these specific uh, another um, mandate uh, from big brother mm, okay absolutely so so they're going to have to uh, somehow i guess adhere and then i guess there's going to be a layer a layer of um, a bureaucracy to watch over that to ride shotgun around to make sure the trucks if they're washed that they're washed in the right place i guess right yeah you know the difficult thing is uh, further we go down the line in american history it seems we we become more socialized mm. and more people dependent on the government because let's face it the government is the center of the wheel that's all right. where all the money uh, is filled filtered to, obviously through taxation. And it's the uh, distribution of that money that uh, has been irresponsible for a long, long time. Mm. Well, John, uh, thank you for pointing that out and for being here and being one of those people who are looking to change that. And uh, we have more to talk about in the next segment, a bunch of things to cover. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. Don't forget, tandemradio.com. You need to check that out if you uh, aren't near a computer right this minute. Uh, You need to check out what we're doing there. There's so much going on there. There's a lot of exciting things. You're going to hear about a new network group we're launching, which we're excited about, and we're uh, glad to know that we've already gotten participation from across the country in that network group, and uh, we're going to be telling you more about that in the weeks ahead. But whatever we can do to help your business, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at info at tandemradio.com. That's info at tandemradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, concerns, a topic that you'd like us to cover, uh, that you'd like us to uh, talk about on the show, or a specific type of guest you'd like to have, we'd love to hear from you and know that uh, we are on track for you. Info at tandemradio.com. This is Glenn DeLake and your host here every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon, talking about the good news on business and uh, God's word and how it interacts with your business and how your business can move forward in a better way. So hopefully we'll leave you some good tips today that you can take home with you and use on Monday morning, but most importantly, some good scriptures to dwell on over the weekend and think about and realize that God's there on your side to help you not only in your general life every day, but in your business life as well. We'll be right back right after this. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. 
There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let csavsystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVsystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, CSAVsystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. It is your host, Glenn Delakian, and uh, we're running into the last segment with uh, freeholder John Curley here talking about a fresh view of business. And I think that's what we want to focus on this next segment. What is this fresh view of business that government's taking? I want to thank Russ from Red Bank for calling in. He had a great question about the public libraries, and and uh, freeholder Curley's going to look into that and uh, uh, get some ideas. If you'd like to, Russ, send us an email and ask that question. We'd love to get back to you with an answer. We just don't have an answer for you right now on the show. But uh, info at tandemradio.com. That's info at tandemradio.com. By the way, there will be a link uh, to uh, Freeholder Curley's uh, website there at tandemradio.com. And you can click on there, ask him a question directly, and uh, I'm sure you'll get an answer because he's that type of guy. But let's uh, let's focus, John, on um, uh, some of the things that government is doing uh, to help and to move us forward. Obviously, uh, you know, the state, I've seen very clearly that uh, Governor Christie and and uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Kim Gadagno are very focused on uh, the concept of New Jersey is open for business. And I don't mean to make this about New Jersey. It's not. I think a lot of states are taking this opinion and taking this move. I mean, Texas has got some great programs going in some other states as well. But it looks like in certain states, they're starting to wake up to this fact that we need to be open to and for business. So let's talk about that a little bit, John. What are some of the things that you see going right in the government that maybe is given a fresh view on business? I think Governor Christie and uh, Lieutenant uh, uh, Governor Guadano have done a fabulous job in promoting New Jersey. And you hear that uh, on a commercial uh, that uh, appeared in Illinois. Hmm. And uh, the governor, his uh, strong views and strong voice has been able to pull some businesses from Illinois. And let's face it, Illinois has had far more problems than uh, New Jersey. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's making uh, business feel comfortable with, hmm. uh, with a tax code that's less burdening. And uh, compared to some states, New Jersey actually does have uh, a less burdening tax code, even though it is very, very difficult for us. But we also uh, here in New Jersey, particularly in Monmouth County, offer a wonderful quality of life. Mm. Uh, We're within uh, an hour and a half uh, of uh, Philadelphia. 
or depending uh, on what side of the county or New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have some of the finest uh, open space horse breeding country. We have our beaches. Uh, We have a magnificent park system that's here that's a great sale for the quality of life. That's one of the reasons Monmouth County has really emphasized open space because that helps us uh, uh, preserve uh, our property values. Mm. Uh, open space is something that, uh, you know, to be able to walk down the street and have a park. Right. You don't necessarily have to have a large yard yourself paying high property taxes. You can have a park uh, down the street where your family can gather. And uh, we have a tremendous golf uh, course system. Uh, we have approximately 16,000 acres of open space in Monmouth County. What about some of the other programs that are specific to business, like uh, you mentioned job training when we were talking before and and some other things like that. Uh, What type of programs are you seeing that are real beneficial to businesses? Well, I'm the liaison uh, also to Brookdale Community College, and I think it's important. Education is the key to any success. And uh, we have the greatest uh, community college, uh, in my opinion, and, and many others in the state of New Jersey. Uh, we uh, fund about 24% of Brookdale's budget. Mm. Uh, we have people who are trying to, where well, they're coming out of high school, looking for career choices. We have people middle age who are making career changes. And then we have seniors who are uh, delving into the job market. Mm. Let's face it, God willing, we are all uh, living longer. Right. And uh, to have those educational opportunities. You know, we have a lot of quandaries that are going on in the state uh, and, and elsewhere regarding the public school system versus uh, charter schools mm-hmm. and what's better. And it's nice for people to have those choices uh, so they can educate their children uh, and, and create uh, a caliber of individual. One of the things that's wonderful in Monmouth, we have uh, basically uh, an ESL program uh, where those individuals who uh, are immigrants, legal immigrants, can go through the program at Brookdale Community College and get their GED. Mm. And you talk about bringing tears to your eyes to listen to the success stories right. of people who can barely speak English, who fought their way through to get these GEDs. They've done it for themselves, for their families, for the economy mm. of our country. And I think the key there is legal immigrants. I'm glad you made that clear. Uh, and that, that is so important and another topic we could get on. But let's let's talk from a financial standpoint. Um, and again, a little more globally uh, and outside the county. But um relative to uh, opportunities like in SBA and things like that. Have you seen many funding opportunities? I know there's uh, there's some programs that the federal government is running relative to uh, they have an SBIR program for research and development and some other things. Do you see that happening on a state level as well? Yes. A, a lot of things are under discussion and coming to fruition. Um, I can see uh, whether well, there is a program to help small business mm. uh, get started. Um, it's a very, very tough market right now, but you know what? This is probably as good of, as any time right. to get started in local business. You know, the, the big thing that any government or any, uh, any individual faces is debt service. Mm. And debt service has become remarkably large by spending far too much than we're bringing in. The revenues are not there, so we need entrepreneurial business uh, uh, ventures to, to help uh, regenerate those revenues and get things going. You know, you look at the United States, you look at the global economy, Glenn, and uh, uh, the amount of money that we owe to foreign countries, for instance, China. Mm. Um, we are, are so far upside down, and that goes to uh, the mortgage uh, market, it goes to the leasing business and the automobile uh, uh, business. Right. You know, people just totally and thoroughly upside down. 
Um, I have always told people when you're when you're functioning on uh, on a very limited budget, pay cash where and when you can. Right. Um, credit isn't always bad. Credit is necessary, obviously, for us to build uh, uh, build our future. Hmm. But uh, we just don't want to go above and beyond. Right. We have to know what's coming in uh, to and and the percentages that we have to pay. Uh, one thing I believe government needs to do also is to stop balancing its budget on uh, on surpluses. Oh, surpluses right. are are like using your savings account. They're a non-recurring fund, and they're going to put you in the next cycle a year from now, which would be the next cycle. They're going to put you double in debt of the surplus that you used, uh, plus inflation, and uh, that's th- that's a very precarious position for anyone. Well, you know, John, it's funny because that is powerful advice for government. It's also powerful advice for a business owner. And uh, it makes a lot of sense when you can run your business without debt. And uh, it certainly allows you to breathe better and uh, cover more ground and think more clearly and do more productive things with what you have. You know, the Bible's very clear on debt burdens and that you shouldn't be a debtor. And uh, it is important to realize that, that one of your goals as a business owner should be to make sure your company is out of debt as soon as possible. Now, again, there's Involving credit and things like that is imperative to businesses, and I certainly understand that. And uh, it, I'm sure you have some unique insights on that about uh, from the car industry as well, which we won't get on today. But bottom line is, let's hit right on the topic, a fresh view of business. Do you think the government is starting to take a fresh view of business? Yes, I think uh, under the uh, new administration, they certainly are. Um, and it's, it's really an effort that's been put forth by the governor and by the uh, legislature to open New Jersey business up. You know, one of the things, too, that we did in our business, just to jump back if I can get it on a microscopic uh, scale, uh, we took uh, drastic cuts in salary Mm. because we are generating a commission-generating business. Uh, We wanted to make sure we picked up the Kia franchise. We have Jim Curley, uh, Buick GMC Kia, that we had the personnel there to handle our customer base, mm. which was at 1.93% recidivism, repeat business. Mm, okay. But we did take those cuts. We did outsource a great deal. We use a lot of part-time people now, so we don't have uh, the overhead of, uh, of benefits. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's something I've tried to bring to government also. Uh, but, yes, there is a new view in New Jersey. There's a new view in Monmouth County. Well, it sounds like we need to get government back to what it was originally intended to be. And, John, I want to thank you for being here. You know, back in the day, the politicians didn't get paid when it started off. It was wealthy landowners and all that stuff that just cared about what they were doing. And uh, it sounds like uh, we need to get back more in that direction. I'm not saying it should be unpaid politicians, but uh, there's so much more we could be doing. John, I want to thank you. The time flew so fast today. We had so much more to cover, but we can't get to it. Um, I guess the general view here today is we need to be involved in as business owners in politics and and, uh, go out there and either support the candidates we believe in or get out there ourselves and get more active. And we, and as Titus 3.1.2 says, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle toward everyone. Isn't that what government's all about? It's supposed to be helping us to be peaceful and considerate uh, when we're out there doing things and, and keeping uh, the peace in general, which I think is their greatest responsibility. But keep in mind that as the scripture says, taxes are necessary. We need to support our public figures. We need to get behind them in prayer. And John, I want to thank you so much for being here today. 
Glenn, my pleasure. Thanks so much. No problem. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday morning with the good news on business. There's just so much to cover in these shows, and we don't get to all of them as we uh, our goals usually are. But uh, we cover as much as we can. But you can get much more information on TandemRadio.com. Feel free to check out the website. There's a lot of information there as far as archive shows, past guests, and uh, even some stuff that's coming up that I think you're going to be pretty excited about, some things we have planned not only in the Tandem Network but some future events and so forth. But thanks to the team today for all that they did and uh, all their help and uh, we pray that you will have a blessed week and a blessed uh, day today and uh, in all you do think of God first put him first seek his kingdom and all other things will fall into place for you think of scripture when it comes to your business and how it applies to your business every day and get on your knees and ask God to help you and your business can thrive with his support you listen again to Tandem Radio Live and we'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. you listening to the good news on business a Tandem Radio Live broadcast Heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves and from everyone at Tandem Radio, We hope that you have a blessed week, and remember, walk with the Lord every day, in every way.